Good evening, men and women of God. Thank you all for joining us tonight before the throne room where we meet the King um, prayer line. I want to thank you all for coming on tonight. And I also want to thank for the caller or the individual that will be listening to this recording um, in the morning, afternoon, or whatever time that you choose to do so. just want to say hello to everyone. Um, my name is Apostle Steve Hall. Uh, for those that have don't know who I am, I am the hostess of the line, and tonight I will be bringing forth the word. Um, before we go, before we go into the word, we will be going to prayer. Lord, I want to thank you for this opportunity and this moment that you have allowed me to come before your presence again. I want to thank you, Father, for this time. I want to thank you, God, for this moment and this day that you allowed me to see. I want to thank you, God, for everything that you're doing in me, through me, and around me. And I want to just give you the glory and honor and praise, Father, because without you, I can't do anything. So, Lord, I decrease completely that you may come in fully in me. Lord, I ask you right now with a heart of forgiveness, a heart of repentance. I want to repent for all my sins and my transgressions, sins of omission and commission, knowing and unknowing, things that I may have thought, things that I may have said or perceived, aware and unaware before I enter into this prayer. I ask you, Father, to search me, O oh God, and know my heart in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, I ask that you renew my mind as well as my heart. Give me a new heart so, God, that my heart and my mind will be in one accord with your will and your will alone. I thank you, God, right now for moving in me and through me. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. I ask you, Father, that you speak through me, that they don't hear me but they hear all of you. I thank you, God, for understanding. I thank you, God, for clarity. And I thank you, God, for insight. And, Lord, you do what you see fit. And this is my prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, good evening, everyone. Thank you all once again. Um. If we all could turn to our Bibles, um, I have a couple of scriptures that I would like to go forth with, and then I'll give the title and everything towards the end. The first scripture we're going to go tonight is going to be Mark chapter 7, verses 14 to 23, Mark chapter 7 verses 14 to 23, and the translation that I'm coming from is the AMP, which is the Amplify translation. And it goes like this. After he called the people to him again, he began saying to them, listen carefully to me, all of you, hear and understand what I am saying. There's nothing outside a man such as food which 
by going into him can defile him morally or spiritually. But the thing which comes out of the heart of a man are what defile and dishonor him. If anyone has ear to hear, let him hear. When Jesus had left the crowd and gone into the house, his disciple asked him about the parables. And he said to them, Are you too so foolish and lacking in understanding? Do you not understand that whatever goes into the man from the outside cannot defile and dishonor him? But since it does not enter his heart, but only his stomach, and from there it from there it is in um, um limited limited by this he declared all food ceremony clean and he said whatever comes from the heart of a man that is what defile and dishonor him from within that is out out the heart of a man comes base and modern violently thoughts and schemes, acts of sexual morality, thief, murder, adultery, acts of greed, covenants, wickedness, deceit, unrestrained conduct, envy, and jealousy, slander, and profound ignorance, and self-righteous, and foolishness, poor judgment, all these evil things schemes, and desire come from within and defile and dishonor the man. The next scripture we're going to go to is John chapter 16, verses 13 through 15, and the translation with that would be amplified. John 16, 13 through 15, the amplified. And it says, but when, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak on his own narrative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son, and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. He will glorify and honor me because he, the Holy Spirit, will take from what is mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Because of this, I say that he, the Spirit, will take from what is mine and will reveal it to you. And that is John 16, verses 13 through 50, and that's the AMP. The next scripture we're going to go to is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12, and that's coming from the NLT, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12, NLT. 
and it says, Be carefully to live properly among your unbelieved neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judged the world. Amen? And that's First Peter chapter 2, verse 12, NLT. Um, the next scripture we're going to go to is Jeremiah 17, verse 10. Jeremiah 17, verse 10, and that's going to come from the NLT. Jeremiah 17, verse 10. And it says, But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due reward according to what their action deserve. Amen. The next scripture we're going to go to is Psalms chapter 7, verse 9. Psalms chapter 7, verse 9, AMP translation, AMP translation, amen. And it says, Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. But establish the righteous, those in right standing with you. For the righteous God tries the heart and the mind. Amen. The next scripture, we're going to go to Revelation chapter 2, verse 23. Revelation chapter 2, verse 23. AMP, and it says, and I will kill her children, followers with Presley, thoroughly inhabiting them, and all the churches will know without any doubt that I am he who searched the mind and the heart, the innermost thought purposely, purpose, and I would give to each one of you a reward or punishment according to your deed. And that is Revelation chapter 2, verse 23, A.M.P. The next scripture we're going to go to, Psalm 62, verse 12. Psalm 62, verse 12. The translation is N-A-S-B. N-A-S-B, and that is Psalm 62 and 12. And that is the... um, New American Standard Bible Translation for those that's um, following. And it says, verse 12, And faithfulness is yours, Lord, for your reward 
a person according to his work. And that is Psalm 62 and 12. The next scripture we're going to is Philippians chapter 2, verse 15. Philippians chapter 2, verse 15 through 18. And that is coming from the NLT. And it says, so that no one can criticize you, live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright light in a world full of crooked and preserved people. Hold firm to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my works was not useless. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like a faithful servant in a offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes. You shall rejoice, and I will share your joy. Amen. And the last scripture is Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, verse 14. Titus chapter 2, verse 14. And the translation for that text is verse um, NLT. Titus chapter 2, verse 14. NLT, and it says, he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to clean us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. And that is Tyson, Tyson chapter 2, verse 14. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. There are so many different kinds of expectation you may have to go through in life. Troops are expected. So are hospitals, elevators, boilers, automobiles, finance, and tax returns may be inspected by audit. Your body fluid may be expected for legal substance. And even as a child, your room may be expected by your parents for cleanliness and allowance worthiness. In almost every, every large city, buildings, additions, even all your own home and areas of new structure require permits and passing of series of inspections. Sometimes building a process stops while they wait for the expected to approve the work. We are, to, we are told God will expect our work. In one inspection, we should not take lightly if we want to pass the inspection in his sight. We all need routine checkups in our spiritual life in general where we need to spend time with the Lord to get back to the basics of things to do, to be done like prayer, reading, reading your word, and studying the word of God. 
fasting and keeping our heart right before the Lord. Okay. What is the expectation? The act of looking at something carefully or officially visiting to a building or organization to check that everything is correct and illegally. And another translate another definition would be carefully examining and scrupulous. So meaning like it's thoroughly checking it. Okay. So tonight, if I have to give a sub a title to what I'm gonna be sharing with you all as a word of encouragement, it's time for inspection again. It it is time for inspection again. The subtitle God inspection, not of man. I'm going to repeat that again. It is time for inspection again. The subtitle, God inspection, not of man. Okay? What is a God inspection? God tests the heart and the mind. He creates situations and put people to the test. So if we look at first. Peter chapter 2, verse 12. Peter speaks about people glorifying God in the day of visitation, which means inspection. That is the inspection by God. Why does a person inspect something? Because he wants to find out about it. So God is doing an inspection on us, body of Christ. Um, as we're getting ready to transition in a couple of days um, to cross over into a new season. Um, some people will say a new year, but as us being the body of Christ, we already started the new year um, since in September. Um, we're crossing over to a new season. And as we're getting ready to approach a new season, God needs to do some inspection on us as a body of Christ. He needs to do some more evaluation on all of us under the sound of my voice that we need to be expected on some things. Some things need to be tuned up. We need to get changed. You know, just like when we, you know, some of, some of us on the phone may have vehicles. We need to get an oil change. You may need to get some cleaning up things in your car or so on, you know, things in your home. You know, you may work a job and they come in to do inspection. Everything in the world have a time for inspection. Just like the world does, we as a body of Christ do as well. But who's doing inspection? God is not not of man. Amen. So being open to God inspection, why? Because God knows everything about us and still remains faithful to his commitment to love us. The great evidence of this truth is that God not only know all that I have, all that we have, I and we have done, but he know it before we chose us. So he's a great candidate for the inspection. His knowledge of us is not limited to the present moment in which we live. But he knows us now in the bright light of what we are to become and what we will chose today, tomorrow, and the rest of our lives. So he's a great candidate to expect us. 
So how does he do it? When we look at the scripture in John 16, verse 13, we read in the Amplified Translation, we have the Holy Spirit. So when we got saved and we accepted Christ, the day of we accepted salvation, we, we had got a promise, which is the Holy Spirit, that lives in every person that accepted Christ. And that Holy Spirit, he speaks to us. He, lead, he let us know exactly what's going on, and he walks with us. That is like a compass in our lives as people of God. And when God comes to do the inspection in us, the Holy Spirit reveals things to us as a body of Christ, what is needed to be tuning up. You know, we may say to people, I don't know what you're talking about, I don't know this and that, but the Holy Spirit don't lie, it talks. You know, there's a lot of function with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is truth. The Holy Spirit is an advocate. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. The Holy Spirit is a guide. The Holy Spirit is a strengthener. And these are just certain things, this different little attribute of what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. So when we are in time of an inspection, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And we can trust the Holy Spirit because that's what God left us with when we accepted him in our lives. We're not walking around like owning our own self, like we don't have anybody to be accountable. No. So in that scripture in John 16, 13, when the Holy Spirit speaks, it only speaks what the, Lord, what the Father says to the Spirit. So when it releases to you, it's telling you exactly what the Lord is saying. It's not telling you something else. It's not making up a story. It's telling you it's lining up with the Lord. Amen? So is that when it's time for God to do the work in us, it, uh, it tells us, okay, you need to spend some more time in prayer. Okay, you need to repent. Okay, you need to fast. Those things pop, and then there's, when we read our word, when we fellowship in, these are the things, the compass, the Holy Spirit, the parakeet, it guides us, it assists us. Amen? So it is this revelation that should bring us to the marvelous of praise and thanksgiving for the certainty that we have coming to believe in the Lord. How often do we stop? and fully concentrate and appreciate the reality that our God not only knows all about us, his omnipotence is always with us. His omnipresence has invested himself in our creation and design. His omnipotence and does not change his character towards us. His immutable it is the meditation by the Psalms that lead him as well as us into deep awareness of God that he should govern our daily lives. Upon opening up on our eyes for the new day, even with approaching the new year, let us let us thank for the goodness of Christ. So who who is the best to do the inspection in us? God, not a, not of men, because he knows exactly where we are. He sees everything. 
He don't treat us like people do. When we look at um, Jeremiah 17 and 10, he talks about who knows the heart. God does know the heart. God knows exactly who who um, do judge it accordingly. The Lord does because He knows exactly. We could be ourselves to the Lord, and God can help us in the sisters' um, body of Christ, the saints. Um, so in 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 the, in the in the place of expectation, He knows what we need for the next season that we're going into. So what am I trying to say to you all tonight? As we getting ready to cross over in these next couple of days, like I said, I want I want to challenge you all and charge you, everyone, under the sound of my voice, to answer these questions. Like with Mark chapter seven, verse fourteen twenty three, when we first open up, he was talking about, you know, it's not what goes in, but it's what comes out. He's not talking about food. He's talking about our heart. See, God brought us back to this heart thing again because, you know, God is serious about our heart, man and woman of God. You know, we can't go on doing the will of God if our heart is not in the proper alignment for the will of God to be done. You know, we don't want to cross over this new season and not really taking the self-evaluation with some things that, we don't want to cross over with. We need to go to God about unforgiveness, you know. Uh, we need to go back to God about anger, frustration, lack of patience. We need to go to God about different things that we don't want to open up and share outwardly. We need to go to God about those things because he wants to do the inspection. If we don't get the inspection that we need, we can't be able to move effectively in the things that God called us to do as children of God because we all on this call and those that will listen to this uh, recording have an assignment while we're still currently on earth. And this is why it's important for us as children of God to get inspection, for the inspection to be done. Sometimes people try to skip it, try to pass it, try to find somebody to write, you know, a, a, a sticker and say we pass. But we can't do that to God. We can't, we can't skip the inspection. Everybody has to be expected and be inspection. Everybody works got to be expected. And the main person that's going to do the inspection is the Lord because on judgment day, we all have to seek God one-on-one. -on -one. Not your husband and your wife, no, one-on-one. -on -one. Not your children and you, one-to-one. -one. We all have to be inspected. And it is time, once again, for us to be inspected. You know what I mean? And God does it with us in different moments of our lives, especially when it's different transition points that we are going through. So I want to charge you, man and woman of God, with these questions. Take heart while you answer them. Don't be so quick to answer. Spend some time in the presence of God and really allow the Lord to have his way in you because the inspector is not of man, but it's of God. The first one is, um, you know, 
What has entered your heart? What has entered your heart? The second question is, what is what is within you that defiles and dishonors the Lord? What is within you that defiles and dishonors the Lord? And the last one I would say is not a question, but I just want to just leave this with you all. God is coming to do the inspection of our hearts and whatever else that God sees is fit because we're here for God glory. It's not our glory. It's God glory. God used us as vessels to, to show forth his glory. We got to be careful, men and women of God, when we say to God be the glory, but we're not allowing God to get his glory. We gotta we gotta pay attention our word in man and woman of God because we are just vessels so he could dwell his glory among us. So take heart when you get before the Lord tonight or in meditation, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you because the Lord will minister to you and he does not lie. So whenever he revealed those things it's okay to go before him and repent and lay it at the altar at the feet of Jesus. Lay it at the feet of Jesus so you don't cross over into the new season with the same thing. You know, they have a saying, it's not biblical, but it's doing the same thing and expecting a different result is a form of insanity. If you believe in God for a change, you have to be honest with yourself. And when the Lord reveals, you need to go ahead and let God do the work that he needs to do from the inside out, not the outside in. Because the word of God says in Mark chapter 7, verse 14, he said, it was not what went in a man that defiled him, but it was what came out of what? His heart. Then there's another scripture that I did not give you guys, but it's Luke 6, 45. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's in you do come out. Your heart does not lie. So let God do the inspection that needs to be done. That is the best way you could enter into the new season by letting God do the decluttering, releasing the excess weight that you've been carrying, the spiritual weight as well as the natural weight, so you can see clear, so you can move freely and do the things that God calls you. Amen. Um, thank you all for your time. May God bless you all.